Well, it's great to be here. Really, really good to see you all again and a chance to preach today. Um, the plan, I should say, just a little bit of admin, the, the plan of this date was that I was going to be ready at the um, cross to be able to steer Mark through the sort of, you know, the events down. Well, I had to say, I had to, I, on my way down there, I came across a pile of something unpleasant uh, in, the, in the church centre path. I thought, I've just got time. We had the band coming down the road, okay, Mark there, my poem in my pocket. I thought, I've just got time to zoom in to the church centre, bucket and brush, clear up said unwanted thing, and put it back there. And I screamed back in, put the bucket in there somewhere. I won't tell you where it is. I'll tell you later. And, um, <laughs> and zoomed out and ran through the crowd with a sort of you know, smoke on my feet from the, the emergency stop, just got to the podium in time. So, hello, hello, Mark. Greetings. Rector, splendid. Anyway. Right, good. So, yes, I was slightly breathless. So, um, the talk today, Remembrance, Lest We Forget. It's an honor to preach on this day, and as we've already had a very special, it's always unique, that occasion, down uh, in the village, many, many people who are touched, corporate silence, is often a deep place where people who may not yet have a certain faith are aware of the presence of God. And so today, to come up here and reflect on that, you see, it's so important that we do not forget. And there are two aspects that I want to bring out about this. The first is that we, of course, remember all those who have died. This is always very moving. We saw it last night on the television. But it's much more moving than that. Because whereas when this was started 100 years ago, we had old news reports coming back of the horrors of the front. Many, of course, were not known. We had Wilfred Owen's poems and others, C.V. Sassoon, who would bring the horror. Now, everybody sees vividly, in real time, video images of horror. We are bombarded every day by the horrors of war. And so it adds a new poignancy. I was very moved last night when we saw the uh, police and services who were involved in the London. I don't know whether you saw this at the very end, the last group to come down, policemen and paramedics and co. What a thought. And of course what they saw, we know because we saw it on our screens. So it's important that we hold and honour those who handle those memories and of course those who died. But it's also important to remember something else today, and I want to build on this too, because we want to remember God's intention to bless us. And in this country, I don't know about you, I find it quite difficult in the day-to-day life, in the world where we are placed, the secular world, it's sometimes easy to lose sight of the presence and the miraculous power of God because of the onslaught of secular images. I chose this psalm to read. We read it together because it seems to me this is a prophetic psalm. A prophetic psalm. This writer of the Old Testament psalm, maybe a thousand years before Jesus, says, Your salvation will be known to all nations. Surely this psalm is pointing to Jesus. The last verse of that psalm said, may God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Well, it's Jesus who says to his disciples, now take my gospel to the ends of the earth. But what a remarkable psalm, isn't it? 
I saw that for the first time as I was thinking about today and thinking about this week. So we're in remembrance, but we remember throughout, as we reflect today, God's intention for us, God's hope for us, God's gift to us, eternal life in Jesus Christ's name. So if I could have the next slide, please. Um, I hope is it... Could, could the lights go down a touch, please? Because these are uh, some picture slides coming up now, and they're part, really, of the, this talk. I'd like to... Um, take you now to the university where as you know I'm working there now as university chaplain. I have incidentally been trying to keep you up to speed with my travels. Uh, Nigel's sabbatical actually equals going around all the other churches in Bath preaching and saying hello and it's great. Actually it's great fun to say to other churches who have our students hello, hello and they say hello back and we worship together. So that is good. The university has 88 countries, students from 88 countries. It is a remarkable place. And I'd just like to characterize a couple of things about them. They are great. They are very exciting to be with and to be alongside. They're also fearful. As a generation, they are fearful. And I believe this is because they are coming into their adult life. Many have left home. They're finding their feet. And they're working out what to do how they work out their lives. But of course they will have also for them the subliminal, continuous feeding of images in real time. Images that they must question. Images maybe of their own country. There are many, for example, in the Far East who are unsettled, subliminally unsettled about the issue with North Korea. And so these people see vividly these things and therefore question, so they're fearful. And they're also, frankly, fearful because of this Trump era. We have a new uncertainty. The old diplomatic ways, please God, they are still continuing. But we have a president at the moment that is making the world an unstable place. One of the biggest worries that the services have now is of an inadvertent war. And so we have these students, and we need to help and care for them. But they're also, they're also seeking. They're seeking in a new way, and this is fabulous. I sometimes talk about the students as being the children of the children of the cynics. And this is very interesting. They are people who are seeking faith. They are looking at faith without the clutter that their parents were given by their grandparents if you see what I mean about that linear timeline. I'm going to read again this, this remarkable comment from a student who uh, was a sixth former. She said, I'm not a Christian, but can I say a prayer with you? I've just written in your book. This is a book that we have in a prayer station in the university. And, and she said, yes, you, of course you can say a prayer with me. And she showed me what she'd written in the book, and it was this, a student who said she wasn't a Christian. Dear God, I pray for those caught up in the fire in Grenfell Tower. May we, as their brothers and sisters in Christ, take their anguish as our own. That's from somebody who's not a Christian, she said. So it is a remarkable place to be and a remarkable see a rewriting of faith journey. Uh, next slide, please. So we're doing this a number of ways. This is a, a picture of a world map. It's a huge world map. Um, we can see it, maybe still on the screen. It's a large world map, uh, about 10 foot by 5 foot. 
Uh, I'm quite proud of it. So are the engineers at the university, because I put it on the wall, okay? But I've mounted it on brackets so that I can go up and un- unwind the bracket, and it comes off the wall. And we can use it like this up by the also. We have it flat, as you will see in a moment. But we have this map as a welcome to all the students. And when students come into the chapel, they say, where are you from? And we can pray for their world. The next uh, slide, please. Oh, yes, that's right. And we also have a prayer station. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I haven't got my PowerPoint presentation yet because Pippa's got it. So, the, okay, Pippa, I'll do that one next, shall I? That's fine. I'd forgotten the order I placed them. This is the next one. This is a prayer station. This is the book from that prayer station. And I opened this up, in fact, as North Korea was hotting up because I believe that there are people from other countries who are studying in Bath who may be unsettled by what they are wondering about their parents at home. And so we have this, and I would like to read you some more quotes now from this book, which shows the work, the part of the work we're doing. May. Pray for China, for students returning home to China after studying and finding faith in Jesus here in the UK, that they would find family in the church in China and not fall away because of peer and parental pressure. I read down at the station the Orthodox Church offer. And here's one more given two days ago. Everything in this world, everyone is fragile. The love of God is constant. 2nd of November 2017. So you see the place up there is a rich place to be alongside students of all stages of faith. We now say students of no faith I used to say students on the edge of faith. I don't now. I say students in the foothills of faith. Because people, I believe, are seeking. And so we now come to the text from Isaiah. Just a few pointers from this remarkable passage. Because, of course, this too, Isaiah, this prophetic book, points to Jesus Christ, our Savior, the reason for the hope that we have. In the last days, when in the last days, the last days are the coming of Jesus. We're in that era, aren't we? Jesus has brought in the kingdom of God. He has ushered it in. He helps us to understand it. It will come to its fulfillment at the second coming. But now we have Jesus amongst us, alive by his Holy Spirit, to guide us in this way. So this book is looking towards the last days. Look at the psalmist. I lift my eyes to the hills. We see that this salvation will go out from Jerusalem to all nations. How? In Jesus' name, he told us to. I see the fruit of that. I love joining the Cantonese Christian Fellowship on campus, and uh, they worship. They have got PowerPoints in Chinese. They're unintelligible. Their songs are unintelligible. Their faces are not. Because I look at them as they worship and they have the joy of Christ in their eyes. Why has that happened? Because Jesus said to the disciples, go out to all nations. What did they do? They waited. He told them to wait. Why? For power. Because the renewal of this world, the reawakening of this world, is through the Holy Spirit. 
reawakening. I was with Keith Powell recently. He has prophetic ministry. And we're now using the word reawakening instead of renewal or revival. Renewal, revival, great words, correct? But overused. But listen to reawakening. That word reawakening, that's a prayer. Many people have had been given a deposit of faith at some time in their lives. And they need something, a spark to reawaken that. So the reawakening of faith. And of course, going back to the Cantonese students, I love them. I love them to bits. Because they are proof, if we need proof, <laughs> they are proof of Pentecost. Because the Spirit came down and helped the disciples speak in such power in language that other people came to believe. So, so we have this great book. And of course, a great book that looks ahead to the need for change and such a need for prayer. Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Next slide, please. Here is the world map, now flat. Uh, Harry is a member of the CU, was praying at the time. This was when we used this world map as a prayer station. And what we do is that we have either sheets of pebble with a bowl there with pebbles, and as people pray, they put a pebble on the map. And it's very beautiful sometimes to see at the end of a session the countries that have been prayed for. But prayer, of course, helps. Prayer is often the only thing we can do. And it's very helpful, isn't it, when there's a situation in the far side of the world that we can't possibly help in, in some way, but we are moved, we're moved to pray, therefore pray. And we join the worldwide network of prayer. Next slide, please. This is something else that we are doing on campus. Uh, this is a map of the campus. I'm just going to transfer onto the radio mic. If that, does that work all right? I should be all right on radio in a moment. I am. So this is a campus map, and you'll see some pencil drawings. Um, we are doing a program of reclaiming the land. And this is where we go out. We go out in pairs. Ideally, and the prayer is we personalize Romans 15 and 13. So if you set off, we say, God of hope, please fill me with, or fill us with all joy and peace as we trust in you, so that we overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The prophetic word given to us is that as we walk the campus, then we leave the fragrance of Christ in our footsteps. And people then walk across our paths to go into their teaching rooms or meeting rooms or lecture theatres or residences and they take the fragrance of Christ with them and in that way we're reclaiming the ground if you like we're helping the move of the Holy Spirit through the campus and so you'll see we've got a programme now you can see the lines um, they're pencil lines where we've done four now um, uh, with the dates and with it, we, we're at the apex so if you look at the top left um, what's this right top right Psalm 84, 1 to 7. We got up the top right, that's up by the golf course, and we pray, that's by the residences. So we pray Psalm 84, 1 to 7 there, that's a psalm about sanctuary. And we pray for the students who are feeling lonely in their room. This was a month after the start of term. So it's something that's part of the prayer life. It's fantastic to see the other groups. So the Catholic, I do all my meetings in Four West, and it's great that, that CU and Just Love both have multiple tables in the full west 
So I walk in there, this, this secular campus full of lectures, and I think, oh great, they're there, they're there, they're jolly good presence in Four West. It's exciting to see and recognize and affirm what is going on. Walks the fragrance of Christ. Final slide, please. And so, for us. The psalm points to Jesus, I believe. Isaiah points to Jesus. So let us focus on Jesus. Because the whole thing is that when we live close, when we reflect Jesus in our lives, and that's on the good days and the tough days, perhaps even in the tough days, when we reflect that, then his fragrance, the Holy Spirit, will flow from us. We won't know where, but God does. And we can say that in faith. I'd like to conclude with a prayer, and I need a prayer book, which I haven't got. So reflect for a moment on what I've just said. I've, I've moved <laughs> That's a slip, isn't it? Oh, goodness me. And where the prayer book's gone? Well, well, well. <laughs> oh, hang on, there we are. This is really very funny. It is so good to be back. Okay. So. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to try and remember the collect. So. We're getting on so well. We are. We are getting on very well. The, the collect for today, which is the third Sunday uh, before Advent, I think, hanging from memory, uh, prays for the nations of the world. And so I'm going to try and remember it as a, my closing prayer <laughs> and also build into us to conclude my talk. Let's pray. Dear Father, it is so good to be together in this fellowship to be able to laugh with joy and laugh with joy at your presence your Holy Spirit binding us together thank you for this chance to pause to remember thank you for this chance to look ahead to the next generation the young here, the children in our church centre groups now, the students we care for the people we come about on our day to day life and Lord we pray for the world in which we live knowing that you know all things. And we pray that all the nations of the world are present torn apart by the ravages of war, may come to know and serve, trust, come under your gentle rule. We pray this with all the other churches around the world who are praying that today. Be close to us, Jesus, in your name. Amen.